You are listening to Fantasy Movie League's Pause and Play Podcast. Fantasy Movie League, it's time for Pause and Play. My name is Alec Bloom, and yes, this podcast is a blatant ripoff of ESPN's Around the Horn, with a scoring system all too similar to that of Whose Line Is It Anyway. What it is not is a replacement to the official Fantasy Movie League podcast. For you new listeners out there, think of us merely as an alternative option to the FML pod while it's on hiatus. Today, on this alternative cast, we dole out sage FML advice, revisit the comic book R rating debate, chat all things Kong, and ask whether or not a Tron reboot is a good idea. But first, let's meet today's number one ranked players. (laughs) As of one week. (laughs) Up first, and fresh out of her Minnesota rowboat, is someone I assume says pop instead of soda. Please welcome Becky, who, word on the street... And according to the words in her coming soon article, firmly stands behind Team Puppy over Team Becky, or Team, <laughs> team Becky over Team Baby. <laughs> yeah, I, Becky, care to elaborate? Uh, well, I I stand Team Becky first and foremost, but yeah, <laughs> definitely. We all do. Def- I I say pop, um, and I don't know. I have a dog. I don't have a baby, and dogs are easier, and they're funny looking and cute. So yay, puppies. <laughs> Good enough reason. Next is Fantasy Movie League's recap writer and a proud supporter of Team Horse Track, Phil's Fun Flicks. What's going on, Phil? Hey, not a whole lot. And if you care about horse racing, your derby update, all the horses are bad this year. <laughs> it's that, that same analysis, I think, could be applied to The Bachelor as well. Is that true, Becky? Yeah, we, we at my <laughs> office are not happy with the results of this Bachelor season. They're all bad, just yes. like the horses. That's what you guys say in the office. I didn't know about the horses, but I'll say that now. (laughs) Now you know. Our final guest once directed a musical version of the Christian Slater, Winona Ryder, late 80s classic, Heathers. Yes, Heathers. Please welcome Angry Geek. I was wondering why you asked me about that earlier. (laughs) Random question. Um, Two things. I also say pop. And I have, yes, been drinking, not pop, though. So, <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Yeah. All right, well, let's move this thing along. As a reminder, we will have two rounds of questions and topics, wherein points will be awarded, but they don't necessarily mean anything. So, let's get started. FML My Life. Last week, we introduced FML My Life, a new segment where FMLers share stories, funny anecdotes, or embarrassing tales of how Fantasy Movie League has affected their life in some way. Now, guys, it's your turn. What do you got? Hashtag FML My Life. Becky, let's start with you. Okay, so, yeah, I feel like this is one of those segments where Ert always has the best story about yelling at his parents for going to senior movie night. (laughs) Um, I can't even do that. My dad will only go to the dollar theater. And my in-laws will only go to the movies during the week, so I can't even, like, try to get them to spend money on the movies I'm playing. So, I guess my story is, I'm one of those annoying people who has two cell phones. I have my home cell phone, and I have my work cell phone. And they're completely separate, 
the only personal app I have on my work phone is FML, because just in case I need to covertly look up those Thursday numbers during a meeting, <laughs> it looks like I'm, in, you know, I'm real important. I'm checking my calendar and my email. It's like, no, I'm really just trying to see how much the shack made last night. So. <laughs> it's the only one, only personal non-work related app I have. And now I found it. I myself. like that. <laughs> Angry Geek, what about you? All right, so my job is sales, and I make outbound calls to customers, and my boss can track my phone calls throughout the day via a program that we have. And uh, every week, uh, she and I have a meeting, and about a month ago, she said, I noticed that Friday mornings around 9.15, you dip in the number of calls you make. Is there any specific reason? I'm like, uh. <laughs> that's when I I kind of allocate that time to answer a bunch of emails or educate myself in some of the products that we have. You know, I just I'm I, I, I'm staying active. I, I'm doing what I gotta do. But now, like now that we have, like with the app, I actually just got um to 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 give a plug. I now have unlimited from Verizon, so now I'm doing it all on my phone. <laughs> While I'm on the phone. So I may be making some bad sales calls <laughs> at that time. So You can, Yay. You can just, Angry you can just poll, Employee of the poll those people you're calling. <laughs> you know, buy our product. And by the way, are you going to be seeing Logan this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> I, what movie do you plan on attending yeah. <laughs> this weekend? I have, I have asked that. I'm not oh going to lie. God. I have asked people that. <laughs> what are you doing this weekend? You seeing a movie? What is it? How much do they charge at your local cinema? Three <laughs> D or two D? Have you heard of the drive-in effect? Have you heard of the heard of the drive-in effect? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I get a quarter every time you say that. That's true. <laughs> Phil. So I remember a few months back there was a big Indian movie coming out called Adil High Mushkil. It was on the slate. It did very well. I think it won the best performer bonus that week. I remember because it was Diwali weekend and I work around an IT area, or used to. I actually um, sent an IM over to my friend who is from India. Hey, what's the big Diwali movie this weekend? If you give me the right answer, I will buy you lunch. Long story short, I bought him lunch finally about two weeks ago. <laughs> I'm glad that worked out for you. <laughs> you got to have that international connection. I just yeah, that you do. I just and now I just need someone um, from Mexico for the Pantillion releases. <laughs> Although I kind of already have that in my super secret fun group. <laughs> I believe that is a legal uh, fantasy movie league insider trading there. So yet another reason why you are not eligible to win any FML prize. Dang it! <laughs> <laughs> Well, someone who has affected many Fantasy Movie League lives is none other than the FML nerd, Pete Johnson. Due to other pressing nerd stuff, Pete will be taking a hiatus from FML this spring season, which means you must now step up to the plate and fill Pete's nerd shoes. So please offer up your best and worst for funsies. FML advice to those new FML players out there, as well as the struggling players. <clears throat> like Steve, who have yet to fully grasp this fantasy game. <laughs> Hashtag FML nerd my life. Geek, let's start with you, buddy. Alright, uh, first some good advice. I would say don't crunch your numbers or even do much based on the opinion of a movie that you haven't seen yet. That can really get in the way. 
Uh, I think sometimes you can mash and shave numbers to avoid awarding a film a BP or uh, conversely adjust to give you the BP that you want. And I've seen that crash a lot of cineplexes. Your gut and your opinion on a film are two different things. Don't let them collide sometimes. Um, uh, for some, I don't necessarily think it's worse, but uh, our private league, the one of them that I'm in that I started, has a little thing we like to call pulling a farva. It's uh, <laughs> it's named after somebody who I will choose not to reveal at this time. But basically, if you had a really busy or a <clears throat> lazy week, you log on Friday morning. And then you check out the chatter, see what everybody's playing, and basically enjoy the buffet, choose whatever you want to play. Uh, and that way, if you succeed, you get to cruise to a low-skilled PC. And if you don't, it's somebody else's fault. So you're saying that if you are on vacation and you're at a beer festival, you're not supposed to do that? Is that, is that what you're telling me? No, I'm actually. T- I think it's a good advice. I mean, I'm not defending this guy, uh, although he sounds he sounds he sounds like a remarkable human being. I, I'm just I'm just curious, like, um, what what are you in supposed to do in that situation? In that specific hypothetical scenario that I don't think anybody could possibly be in, I think it's perfectly okay. So you could do what you need to do. I well, I but, could say you could do what I did one time, which is I got back from Europe. I was completely jet lagged. I had two hours to do my research, basically. And I ended up playing, I think, four screens of Ben Hur. Doesn't matter what week it was. <laughs> Doesn't matter what week it was. <laughs> well, so we have pulling a Farva, which is picking a good lineup, and we have pulling a Phil, <laughs> yeah. who obviously did not consult any international consultants on this one. I think I finished like top. I think I fin- that was last fall, and I think I actually did pretty well that season. You would have won. Could have been a contender. Yeah, finished forty seventh overall. Despite that, despite Ooh. Becky, no, no, um, Phil, let's go to you then. So, what you've got good advice? Yeah, I think you may have already given us your bad advice. <laughs> yeah, my bad advice is play four screens of uh, Ben Hur on any week whatsoever, especially this week. <laughs> um, no, the good advice actually is Angry Geeks' bad advice, and that is. Don't even do your own research. Just go to the chatter. <laughs> because here's what you can do. Here's what I learned a long time ago. I don't really do it as much anymore. But if I just had an inkling about something I hadn't researched at all, I would throw out a crazy opinion. And then someone else who had done a bunch of research on why my crazy opinion was stupid would feed me all of the information I needed. I did this with a lot of movies back in the day. I don't need to do it anymore. But I did it all the time. And it actually helped a lot. So there's my, I think that's my good advice. My, my bad advice now, my bad advice is you should definitely treat your Cineplex like it's a real Cineplex. You don't want to have a movie theater open showing The Shack six times. <laughs> People don't like that. Your, your, fantasy, your fantasy patrons will get angry and you won't get, you, you'll just lose money. Because you didn't show Logan, which was the biggest mo- movie in the world. How terrible of a theater manager are you, really? <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, that is why Phil is a Fantasy Movie League insider. <laughs> Official <laughs> FML insider. Uh, You're welcome. Becky, what about you? Um, I think mine is kind of mine's kind of a little similar to Angry Geeks. Just because you don't want to see a movie doesn't mean you shouldn't play it in FML. Um. I mean, case in point this week, The Shack. I'm never going to see The Shack. But I played a whole lot of Shack in Fantasy Movie League, so it's, it's that trick of, 
uncoupling what you actually want to see and what the rest of America might see. Um, conversely, I came into work this morning and my boss is knowledgeable about all my crazy in that fantasy movie league and my top 100 compulsion and things and he asked what the big movie was and I said it was The Shack and he was like, oh yeah, I read that book, I liked it. So <laughs> there are people who have read that book. Um, let's see, my bad advice is... I think I've gotten over this, but I had a few weeks, particularly when I started out, where I was like, I'm just not going to go along with what the chatter's saying. So I think the one I really you know, kind of messed up was when Crimson Peak was the best performer over Halloween in the first fall season. And I was like, everyone's saying, play that. I'm going to play something different. And I don't even know what I played, but it's <laughs> right there with you. Didn't work. Yeah. There's also my very first. My very first week when I was like, mm, I'm not going to play H -p 8 Pitch Perfects because my husband's telling me that's what I should do. So I'm going to add a screen of something different in there. Gummy. <laughs> <laughs> so don't be contrarian just to be contrarian. Yeah. Pretty much. Unless four Ben-Hurs are just sitting right there for the You gotta take. <laughs> if you can play Ben-Hur four times, you have to. It's just, it's just it. a rule. It's just a rule. It's... Again, that that's from Fantasy Movie League Insider. Phil's that's right. Netflix. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> write to FMLQA and be like FMLQA. Can I play for Ben Hurs this week, even though it's not on the slate? <laughs> I I know a guy. I'll, I'll I'll get that in there for you. They'll probably add that as a 16th option if I beg them to. <laughs> Make it happen, Fun. Phil. It's that fancy insider status. That's right. <laughs> you say it like you don't have it too. <laughs> yeah. Fair. <laughs> I'm the only one here that doesn't have an insider. What the Revisiting the R rating. It's safe to say Logan was a smash hit this weekend with its $88 million opening. Couple that with the uber success of last year's foul mouth Deadpool, and we have proof that there's a big market for R-rated comic book movies. So guys, are we witnessing a shift from family comic book flicks to bloodier, more violent R-rated movies? And should we be concerned with studios eventually oversaturating the market with R-rated comic book fare, resulting in less all-around family fun superhero flicks? Phil! So I wrote a, I wrote a post about, probably a year ago, because it was probably about Deadpool, about what I thought an R-rating was worth, and ultimately the conclusion I came to was it really isn't worth that much at the box office, at least the depression that they seem to expect it to be. Because while there are those people that... You know, you cut out the kids under 17 and whatnot. Whenever you have a movie that's under R, you also cut off, cut out the people like me who don't want to watch movies with kids under 17 because they're wildly annoying. And I only go to movies that are mm -hmm. R at this point, pretty much. Unless it's Lego Batman. <laughs> I, I broke my rule for Lego <laughs> Batman. Did you at least see uh, an evening showing of it? Because, uh, Becky, didn't you point that out in your, uh, your Insider Coming Soon article about... Uh... You're not a really big fan of going to animated no, features, unless it's no, in the evening? No, this was... I broke my streak. I had gone since 2003 without seeing an animated movie in the theater until Lego Batman. But if wow. you go after 8 o'clock, there's not many kids. You just may have to deal with uh, drunk college kids, or drunk high school kids, which is actually worse. You know, true story, when when I went and saw Step Brothers in the theaters, um, there you was a kid... You were one of those drunk high school kids? No. Someone in front of us was one of those drunk high school mm. kids. And my brother, who has been mentioned on this podcast before, kicked that person in the head. And they did not <laughs> turn around. And they did not turn around. And they 
did not do anything the rest of the movie. So I say it was a victory. Another lesson from <laughs> FML Insider, Phil's Fun Flicks. <laughs> Proper movie etiquette with Phil. <laughs> I look forward to that new article popping up uh, on FML soon. Yeah, yeah. Lesson one, kick people in the head. Lesson two, give random children popcorn, as was suggested to you for Lego Batman, if I recall correctly. <laughs> by, by Mr. Dave, that, that was correct. Yeah. That was uh, wildly inappropriate, and thank you for reminding us of that, Phil. <laughs> Becky, what are your thoughts? First thought, when I see a movie that's not R-rated, I go to the 21-plus section of the theater. It's like the upstairs where there's booze. So, if it's not R-rated, 21-plus, you get wine, and you get no children. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we'll see more R-rated superhero movies, but there's just so many superhero movies, I don't think they're going to cut down on the overall number of... There'll just be... an ex- There'll be family-friendly and R-rated and just more superhero movies. I mean gonna make angry geek mad but batman versus superman was really bad and they're still gonna make like 200 other dc sequels to that so they're just not cutting down on the number of superhero movies so, so there's we'll get pl- plenty plenty to go yes. around is what you're saying yes. we'll, we'll it will just expand you can see that shut up <laughs> killer comeback <laughs> killer comeback and perfect segue into angry geek your thoughts <laughs> Um, I, I said this last year too when Deadpool was released that um, uh, R-rated comic book movies aren't really new. They've been around for a while. The Blade movies doesn't Pro, count. Doesn't count. Even that last uh, Dread film doesn't count. Was rated R. <sighs> it was violent as all hell, and I I thought it was great. It's an awesome um, movie. Yeah, it was really good. So this isn't really anything new. I guess it's just as long as the characters are appropriate, like Wolverine and Deadpool are characters that can be both PG thirteen and rated R. But like, the, there's still gonna be pl- like like Becky said, there's still gonna be plenty more family friendly superhero films, and they also should not be forced into an R rated film just because they can. Like, I wouldn't expect Thor to be casually tossing around the f bomb anytime soon. So, although that would be hilarious, I I actually would get a kick out of that. I'd watch that movie. I but, think I'd watch. The, I think I'd watch a Guardians of the Galaxy that's R, with Rocket Raccoon just dropping <laughs> f bombs. Groot can change whatever his catchphrase is. I think I'm in for this. <laughs> but, yeah, but, like, overall, like, uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe started in, like, 2008 uh, with Iron Man. So we're, we're almost at the 10-year point where people that were in high school that were seeing it then are now in college. The, the audiences are getting older, so mm-hmm. they're just catering to that. I do think it's probably in- inevitable that they will, because you talked about, like, forcing, like, the R rating on a, on a character or one of these uh, comic book movies. I do think it's inevitable that it that is going to happen. Some studio is going to like, oh, Ant Man needs to be the Wonder Twins, you know, like <laughs> sla- slapping our rating on them, you know. It's like something like that's going to happen. It's like Ugh. there's going to be kind of a bit of a backlash, I, I'm, I assume, and probably warranted. But I will say, an R rated Wonder Twins, you can do a lot with their shape shifting if you do that move, though. But um, yeah, to the to um, Angry's point, to everyone else's point, I think they can just coexist. Yeah, there's no reason that just it's not just another segment of the market. Just period. Yeah. Also, speaking of speaking of aging with your movies, I was just reminded because it was Harry Potter weekend on Freeform because it's Harry Potter weekend every other weekend on Freeform. (laughs) Those are movies that go an extreme from start to finish. You start with the little goofy house cuff stuff and you end with a man getting eaten by a snake, which is harrowing, to say the least. Spoiler alert. 
<laughs> a man gets eaten by a snake in the last movie. I'm going to bleep out all of that. You've had your chance. Because Mr. Dave has not seen those movies. Great. He hasn't seen anything. <laughs> you know what was funny? He was saying that he was uh, he was not going to watch Pulp Fiction. He was going to just get like somebody else's review. Yeah, and when he goes on your show. <laughs> and uh, I told him, I think that's hilarious because he like he crammed 30 movies in one week to, for my show. <laughs> but he won't watch one movie for yours. I'll forward him my review. So ask the, like, when I was in college, probably the hardest test question I ever had, and that I still never remember the answer to, is what book was John Travolta reading on the toilet at the end of Pulp Fiction? So ask him that. Oh, Jesus. He wasn't reading a comic, he was reading a book. I can't, I don't even remember what it is, so. Oh, I thought I was going to get an answer out of this. Oh, Becky, you just lost. I haven't been keeping score, and I just started. (laughs) Minus five points to you, Becky. I have a pen! Right here, right here, right here. You see this? See this? And you see this? This is writing. This is me writing <laughs> negative five points. Sloppily. You really did it. I don't know if you guys can see that. You really did negative it. Negative five. Oh. I, don't... oh. <laughs> I got it up. Hold on. Oh, are you looking up the book? Modesty yeah. Blaze. What's it called? Modesty Blaze. Is that a real book? I don't know if I know what that is. It's about a female spy. Ah. Hmm. Okay. Take your word for it. <laughs> this is a long train, I'm sorry. It's done. <laughs> Kong Skull Island drops this weekend with a long range forecast of 40 million opening weekend. Does that seem low to you? I mean, Godzilla opened to 93 million a few years back, and that didn't have Brie Larson, Tom Hiddleston, John Goodman, Samuel Jackson, nor Dale Doback. Am I saying that name right? Is it Dale Doback? That's right. I didn't like Step Brothers. So, guys, could this open higher than $40 million, Or are we more likely to see uh, monster holds from Logan and get out? Becky, start with you first. You know, I, I will put the caveat of I've done zero analysis. So, listeners who have done more analysis than me, please feel free to call me out on the chatter. Um, I feel like 40 seems low. You know, it's... Hey, it's an action movie. It's in the reviews seem decent so far. I like everyone in it except for Tom Hiddleston. So yeah, you know, <laughs> I think I don't think it's gonna do like crazy money, but I think forty seems a little bit low. I could see it at least getting that. Geek, what about you? Uh I get it. Um Godzilla's franchise is way different than King Kong's. Like they release like a new Godzilla like every eight weeks. <laughs> it's 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 what and not just Amer- obviously Japanese, not just American. And there's always a demand for another Godzilla movie. Like I've known a lot of diehard Godzilla fans who are dangerously impatient when it comes to these flicks. Train, but there isn't the same for King Kong. Like I don't, I also don't think enough people are actually aware it's part of the same. Th- these particular films are a part of the same cinematic universe. So I think the projections seem accurate. And both Logan and Get Out are going to hold pretty well this weekend. Yeah, there's no uh, Donkeyzilla in this country, so. <laughs> Yet. I don't know, man. I want to uh, know what the diehard Godzilla fans are all about, because I don't think I've ever encountered one of those. Do they, like, if you just, like, if you say something, if you sneeze and it sounds like Godzilla, they will go off. They will start talking. What's your favorite? Which one? Well, who's your favorite uh, fight? Well, they, they go into it. And so the, what, is, like what they, does that sneeze sound like? Oh, Godzilla? 
<laughs> yeah, which is kind of racist. <laughs> oh, that did come off a little. My, my apologies. But it, but it's Gojira though, isn't it? Isn't that how? It, yeah, yeah that's how it's said. Yeah, yeah. See, so no, so it wasn't bre- negative five points to you too God. for for implied no. racism. Kurt Loader, Kurt Loader. Didn't he already? Okay, negative. Have you lost points, points for uh, believing in Hiddle Swift? <laughs> Hiddle Swift. It's a thing. I get People Magazine. <laughs> Phil, what are your thoughts on the Kong? Uh, if we're going to talk about the uh, Universal Monster Cinematic Universe, we got a whole. Uh, we need a whole other podcast for that because that's the silliest thing on earth. But anyway, I think this movie does well. It's got a lot. It hits a lot of demographics that haven't been hit lately. It's PG thirteen. Haven't had a lot of good PG thirteen movies lately, unless you count horror. So it Brie Larson is there. Haven't been a lot of w- movies for women, unless you count Fifty Shades. So I think there's a lot of stuff going for this. And also, don't forget our friend B- BS White mentioned about this time last year. Never bet against CGI apes. Do it at your own peril. And here they are back. Tarzan. How much <laughs> did that stupid movie make? Wait, Tarzan was CGI? Well, there were CGI I thought that was apes. Alexander Skarsgård. There were CGI apes. Brie Larson oh. isn't CGI. That, that was last March? I thought that was over the summer. No, yeah, no, but he, I think he mentioned it more. He mentioned it once Tarzan happened, but you also had, you know, Jungle Book and Zootopia probably had an ape. I don't remember. But yeah, that stupid movie made $38 million. Hmm. 46. Well, just for the record, just for the record, I'm anti-CGI monster, and I'm pro-puppet, uh, leather puppet. <laughs> if you want to know what a true Godzilla fan is, or if you've ever met one, that's what they're going to tell you. Pro-puppet, screw the CGI, and Matthew Broderick. Oh my god. I thought we pretended that. The best is when he gets exist. punched. It just, like, <laughs> bounces. When who gets punched? Matthew Broderick? Yes. Well, speaking of Matthew Broderick, guys. Are you on a quest for epic gear, housewares, and collectibles? Loot Crate offers an epic range of pop culture items for less than $20 a month. And yes, geek, that was a great segue. (laughs) Whether you're shopping for the angry geek in your life, or if you are that angry geek, Loot Crate is the best surprise you know is coming. Every month, there's a different theme and new exclusive items you can only get with Loot Crate. Treat yourself every month or give the gift of geeking out to a friend or loved one. Roar! It says to do a roar here. (laughs) Is that a Godzilla roar? (laughs) That roar in the distance is a call. Will you answer it? This month, we're going primal in unleashing the beast of some of pop culture's most ferocious franchises. This savagely sweet collection has items from Overwatch, Wolverine, Jurassic World, and Predator, and includes, as always, our monthly tea and pin. You have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate. And when that cutoff happens, that's it, guys. It's over. Make sure to head to www.lootcrate.com FML and enter code FML to save 10% off any new subscription today. Nailed it. Nailed it. Blew it at the very <laughs> end. Let's move on. I think the Sean Connery came out there a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. 10% off. 10%. Roar! Oh, it's naughty. It's naughty. The Scottish Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> Roar. That's a Smith and Wesson. Smith and Wesson. <laughs> Shut up, Siri. You talking to a cat or your phone? Your phone. Siri says get loot crate. 
<laughs> was that your Sean Connery? I get... Was that a Minnesota Sean Connery uh, impersonation? Like... I think that was a robot voice. But... No, okay. <laughs> sounds like, sure. Sounds like getting ready for the Tron question to me. Mm. Ah. Round two will act as a lightning round of sorts, where our guests are supposed to deliver rapid-fire responses to my questions. Unfortunately, that rarely happens. But we're going to do it anyway. Question number one. Phil, we're going to start with you. There's rumors of a Tron reboot. Good idea or bad? Bad. It's been too soon. We saw what happened with Fantastic Four when they went came back and rebooted too soon. This is an awful idea. No. Geek? It's a bad idea unless it's good. <laughs> you gained all of those points back from earlier. Yeah. Becky, what about you? It's just bad. And I know it's Disney, but man, nobody wants another Tron. That's a lie. Unless you there's just, you just lost five. More I points. mean, unless the the diehard Tron fans are ha- hanging out with the diehard Godzilla fans in uh, Chicago <laughs> somewhere, <laughs> going to conventions that I don't know about. Those are at the local Dunkin' Donuts, <laughs> and that's ninety percent of our listeners. So thank you, Becky. Isn't there a mechanical Godzilla or something? Mecha Godzilla, come on, man. Yeah, sure. There you go. Now there's some. Uh, yeah, that's where uh, Mecha Streisand. That's where Mecha Streisand was uh, exactly. inspired. Bob. God, that that episode's like got to be twenty years old at this point. Yeah, it's old. Yeah, twenty years gold. Moving on. Question two. Tron reboot with Jared Leto. Good idea or bad idea? Becky, let's start with you. Bad. Jared Leto is always bad. Guess I'm ranty about actors this podcast because I just really don't like Jared Leto. I really didn't like it when he won an Oscar for Dallas Buyers Club. Just don't like him in anything. Except my I liked him in my so-called life, but I was 14, so that is forgivable. Geek. Uh, bad. Unless he's the villain, then it could be good. You're the worst. <laughs> Phil. Bad. Unless he dons his stupid Joker um, makeup again. Then it becomes really bad. So if he has Tron tattooed on his forehead, yeah. you wouldn't be a fan? <laughs> um, does it light up? Like, does it have, like, track lights or something? Well, of I'm course. In. Okay, of course. now I'm in. Green Sounds light. Awesome. Green light, $150 million in the bag. And he's sporting a glow-in-the-dark grill. Sure, yeah. why not? Yeah. Guess that, this is that's, gold. that's good for $500 million international. All right, another quick question. Uh, was a good idea to have Angry Geek on the podcast? Good idea or bad idea? Uh, Phil? It was good until it became <laughs> bad. Bad. Oh, oh, see what I did there? I see what you did. Becky, good, or, good idea or bad idea for Angry Geek to be on this podcast? I'll say good because you can't have a pause and play without at least one, at least one David. So. <laughs> That's not true. We can survive uh, 25% of the podcast without a David. <laughs> and he brings the trains. Okay, well, moving on. I don't get to answer that. But <laughs> question number three. The official question number three. <laughs> Tron reboot with Jared Leto and an R rating. Geek, let's reluctantly start with you. Bad. Phil, what uh, about you? No. <laughs> oh, sorry, go ahead. go ahead and finish. Go ahead and finish. Geek. Unless you're decapitating people with Tron discs? That sounds awesome. Okay, that was worth it. Maybe good. Phil? I don't even have an answer anymore. I'm 100% in for that movie. We just we just bumped our $500 million up to $750 million international. Wow. 
Yes. Becky. That's that's low for Disney. <laughs> it is, actually. I want to get in on it, but I'm going to go still bad. Okay, here's my justification. I think if it's R-rated and Jared Leto's a villain, he's going to act like a jerk, like he did on the Suicide Squad set. And that's not cool, and I don't want to hear about it, so... But he's going to have Tron tattooed across his forehead. If he had yeah. a picture of Jeff Bridges tattooed across his forehead, I still wouldn't get in on it. That's the Tron guy, right? What if we all had tattoos of Jeff Bridges on our forehead? Or then Tom Hiddleston. Or Taylor Swift. Or Taylor Swift yeah. and Tom Hiddleston. If, if... Or Steve. <laughs> my hair is pretty long. You don't know if I don't have all of that stuff across my forehead. <laughs> if if right. any of you or Steve gets Hiddleswift tattooed on your forehead, I'll buy all the Tron opening day tickets. All of them. Well, at least I know what to play. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to point... You'll, I'm gonna we'll point all be pulling this, the Farva that week. I'm just yeah. going to point this out real quick. I'm trying to find the last R-rated movie um, Disney distributed. I think I found it. It was in 2013. It was The Fifth Estate. $3.2 million lifetime gross. Starring Doctor oh, Strange himself, Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, I didn't, guess I didn't realize uh, Disney distributed that one. Mm. Hmm. Who would have? Odd for them. Well, I mean, are you talking about Disney? You're talking about yeah, Buena, Buena, Buena Vista. Buena Vista, yeah. Because, like, they owned Dimension, they owned Miramax, Hollywood, Touchstone. Yeah. That's a great rapid-fire response. You're you're overthinking it. All right, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Let's move on to some quick multiple-choice questions. Let's start off with some trivia. Who played Tron in the original 1982 movie? Becky, let's start with you. No multiple-choice. I I lied. No (laughs) multiple-choice. Is it Jeff Bridges? Nope. Phil. A computer? Nope. Geek, you know it, don't you? Um, oh, it's... Don't. Not Bill Bixby, because he was... But it's a similar kind of na- sounding name. Kind of. You got the you got the, the B, the Bs. Yeah, what is it? Bruce Boxleitner. Yeah, I knew there was an old Bruce. Yeah, Jeff Bridges played Flynn. It Jeff... was Flynn. Yeah. Who doesn't oh. love old... Poor I knew he was in it! When you said it was a B, I was like, was I wrong? Was it Bow Bridges? <laughs> Question number two. Veteran English actor David Warner played the role of both Ed Dillinger and Master Control in that 1982 Tron. His greatest role, however, was as Professor Jordan Perry in what movie? Becky, let's start with you again. I have no idea. So I'm going to go with the librarian television movie series from TNT, because that probably has a professor in it. Becky, that is an excellent answer. It's wrong. Uh, <laughs> so that was an excellent, an excellent try. <laughs> Phil. Um, I don't know. Weird Science. No, that's incorrect. Okay, Angry sure. Geek. What was the character's name again? Professor Jordan Perry. He sounds dreamy. Uh, real genius. No. Guys, it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Secret of the Ooze. Oh, oh son of a, he's that guy? Yes. <sighs> go ninja, go ninja, go. <laughs> Becky, I am glad you said that. I can name the monsters, Taka and Razor. <laughs> Final question. Finish this Vanilla Ice lyric from Ninja Rap. Yo, it's the green machine. Gonna rock the town without being seen. Phil, let's start with you first. Damn, I mean... It's going to be great, whatever it is, so I can't write it myself. So I'm not going to taint Mr. Ice's words. 
with that my is, that own is, terrible guess. That is the correct answer. Yes, uh, angry, nailed it. Angry Geek. Uh, going up top. <laughs> <laughs> Here, take my spleen. That uh, was not a great answer. Becky, would you like to hear the lyric one more time? I'll just go with my original answer of Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go! Oh, no. Guys, yo, it's the Greed Machine. Gonna rock the town without being seen. Have you ever seen a turtle get down? Come on, guys. Come on, guys. I can hear that in my head. This is the hardest question you've ever asked on PNP. This was all just... I'm I'm really proud of myself for teasing it as multiple choice, but offering zero multiple choice options for you guys. This was all just elaborate hoax to get us to... Go ninja, go ninja, go. That's fine. No this one was supposed the to earn points thing that's there. Ever to this me. was like a game. This is like Saw. No one's supposed to win. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is the Saw version of pause and play. Th- thank you, thank you, Phil. Thank you for describing this episode as a torturous experience for the participants and listeners. That's once again that's FML Insider. Well, guys, mercifully, <clears throat> that is the end of round two, which means one of you will be eliminated while the other two face off in the pause and sway challenge. The winner of that will be awarded their very own soapbox from which to rant about whatever they like, as long as it is movie-related. So moving on will be Not Angry Geek. I knew it! (laughs) (laughs) I had, like, the greatest greatest pause this way challenge answer ever that I'm going to read anyway (laughs) in a second. Cut that out of the podcast. No! I'm going to cut the entire Angry Geek arc out of this podcast. Actually, I'm not, because I made too many jokes at his expense. It's just going to be a sock puppet Angry Geek, like, hello, my name is David. If this was, if if I did record our Skype conversation and put that up on YouTube as, like, our podcast, yes, I actually, I would remove Geek's face and put an Angry Geek sock puppet up there. And in the background, in the background, there'd be that Superman sign, but it, like written on the wall, it would say next to it's it, T E V E. Oh, I was really excited about my pause and sway challenge answer. Well, you shouldn't have screwed up so badly on this podcast. No, that's David. a good point. Yeah. <laughs> It's time for the pause and sway challenge. Kong versus Godzilla. Legacy. Between Kong and Zilla. Gotta hate it when people call him Zilla. Which has the greatest film and pop culture legacy and why? And for funsies, who wins in a fight? King Kong? Godzilla? Logan? Deadpool? The FML nerd? Jared Leto as Tron, or whoever he's supposed to be playing in that movie? Jared Leto as Angel Face from Fight Club, or Dale Doback. Becky, let's start with you. Okay, so um, between Kong and Zilla, I think the film and pop culture legacy has to go to Godzilla. uh, Because there's a whole lot more Godzilla movies, and he fights weird, cool bad guys like Mothra. So anyone who can make a giant moth interesting is pretty cool. Um, I also learned that apparently he has a rabid fan base, um, that is alive and living in Angry Geek's basement, um, so (laughs) apparently this is way more important than I thought it was. Um, as for a fight, I had to go with the FML nerd, 
because I figured he would be able... Because, like, out of that list, Godzilla's obviously the most powerful one, except FML Nerd could probably somehow trick Godzilla into fighting everyone else using math. I don't know how that works. I'm not good at math. <laughs> but Godzilla would just kill everyone else for FML Nerd and then go back into the ocean into his, like crater that he lives in when he's not being woken up by earthquakes and radioactive things. Nerd and Godzilla. <laughs> Team nerd. <laughs> so math. All right. <laughs> I'm going to stay for the record as a math major that it is completely useless in a hand-to-hand -hand fight. So unless he brought a weapon beforehand, that's going to be worthless. Anyway, um, I didn't write an answer for this because I was purposely going to take the counterpoint no matter who <laughs> the other person picked. So King Kong, obviously has the greater film and pop culture legacy, if for nothing else, because he basically spawned Donkey Kong. And Donkey Kong is an iconic video game character that defeats, that guards the princess and brought us Mario and all that stuff, and now has transitioned to a world where apparently Mario is running around the city with actual human-sized people, and the name of the city is New Donk City in Donkey Kong's name, which is the most insane thing, and I did not make a single bit of that up. Anyway... In terms of the fight, the winner is obviously Dale Doback because he practices karate moves in the basement. <laughs> Don't know how it works. He wins. Wearing a Chewbacca mask. <laughs> Becky, unfortunately, I am going to choose Donkey Kong spawning Mario over math. <laughs> but good effort put forth. It wasn't as good as your librarian answer from earlier. I should have uh, gotten extra points for that. <laughs> that was a good answer. <laughs> so that means Phil's Fun Flicks, you're this week's Pause and Sway champion. I am the champion. That you are. We're very proud of you. Except for Angry Geek, who's stewing right now. <laughs> go, Philbert. Go, Philbert. Go. And is on his third, third sure. glass of <laughs> Sure. Yeah, I need a refill. So, Phil, that means you, <laughs> sir, get your own very soapbox from which to stand on and rant about something movie-related. What do you got? Oh, it has to be movie-related? Preferably. Movie-related, pop culture-related. FML-related. Okay. Okay. Well, um, all right, perfect. Then I have a great one. So, um... <laughs> It's March, as you all know. March is, of course, um, in my neck of the woods, which is Louisville, Kentucky, one of the holiest of months because it is March Madness. Um, so everyone's homework for this month is to watch one of the greatest movies ever made, and that movie is Glory Road. The reason Glory Road is great is because it makes the University of Kentucky out to be the villains, <laughs> and both in life and in movies, the University of Kentucky is the greatest villains of them all. Thank you. Well, A, I am glad. I was nervous you were going to say Hoosiers for some reason. That's what I was going to say, too. Even, yeah. even though I, I know that you're, you know, from from Louisville. Uh, I was Louisville. really nervous. L L no. I don't live there, Louisville. so I can say Louisville. Louisville. I was really nervous it's you were going to say Hoosiers. And it's funny that you say that uh, that your main reason for uh, liking the movie is because it paints Kentucky as a villain, which reminds me of, of No Plex Zone, who hates Rudy because, uh, because <laughs> Notre Dame beats Georgia Tech. And, he's, and that's oh. why that's why that's why Rudy is uh, one of I, his least favorite movies of all time. I figured out <laughs> I figured out that uh, backseat directing is a Notre Dame fan, and as a U of L fan, that drives me absolutely crazy. I don't know who in this podcast would understand why they drive me crazy, but just believe me when I say every Louisville fan is driven crazy by Notre Dame's basketball team. Is it because Notre Dame's basketball team calls them Louisville? <laughs> no, it's because they beat us for no reason. <laughs> All the time. Probably because they're better. Probably because they're better. 
our kryptonite is well-coached teams, which is a stupid thing to say, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, perfect time to uh, roll the end credits here. Phil, put you on the spot. Would you care to give us a, a recap of this episode since it's what you do? Um, yeah, I won, you all lost, and I'm the best. So, Geek, <laughs> would you say this episode was good until it went bad when you lost? I, that is, like, exactly what I was going to say, so now I can't say that. But it was, it was a good time, I guess. It was, it was cool. Well, thank you. Uh, all right. Do you... Have anything you guys would like to uh, plug or endorse? Becky, I know last time you teased us with a uh, possible Bachelor podcast that apparently is uh, will not come to fruition. Oh, that's... And you, for some reason, didn't think anybody would be into it, but apparently The Bachelor is the most popular thing in this country <laughs> on Monday evenings, I guess. That is just waiting for this summer when Bachelor in Paradise comes out, because I can't... Wait, wait. It's when which, really, when they take all the bachelor contestants and give them alcohol and put them on oh an island. God. Oh god! There's more. So many more. I thought I thought the sequel to it was just Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> Didn't we establish that earlier when no, we were the, talking? The, I'm so confused. The winners go on Dancing with the Stars. The losers go on Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> they literally. So it's get just a never-ending cycle of awful. <laughs> um, I guess I'll plug. Look at my column in the Insider. I'll say something funny about movie trailers. I don't know which one I'll be at, but it'll be good. I promise. And your column titled Coming, Coming Soon. Phil. All right. I got two things. First, we read the weekly recaps. Once again, they take me literally minutes to type up, so I appreciate the effort. Two, everyone needs to follow at Mediocre Movie CL. There is a, we're having a March Madness tournament. This is me and my group of friends. We're having a March Madness tournament of we watch a movie a week and we take some breaks. So we have 39 movies that we watched in the last year and they're in a bracket. And I want to see what kind of power I have because I want Tucker and Dale vs. Evil to win the tournament as the 24 seed. So I'm in trouble. I need some help. So what I need you to do is go vote. Send me a picture that you voted at SteelCard30 is my Twitter handle. I'm going to put all this in the chat or in on the post. And if you send me that, I'm going to randomly pick a winner to get a free digital download of the movie The Wolverine, because I have that lying around for God knows what reason. <laughs> Vote for, but the, the stipulation is Tucker and Dale vs. Evil must at least make it to the semifinals. So that's what I want. Yes, I, I, uh, I will endorse that as well. Big Alan Tudyk fan. Love that movie. It's Go so do it. good. It's so good. I think I gave it like an A, and nobody else gave it a good grade. And I want to push it. I just want to smash it in their faces that they're wrong. To quickly follow up on Phil saying it only takes him minutes to write the uh, <clears throat> the weekly FML recap. It's true, and it only takes me seconds to skim it. So guys, <laughs> you can do it too. <laughs> Geek. Uh, yeah, Angry Geeks Versus, that's the podcast I co-host every week. We talk about the stuff in geek culture that makes us angry. Please check it out. Um, is it, Becky, is there a sequel to The Bachelor, kind of like Aliens, called Bachelors, where there's more than one running around and they have to be stopped? Or... I'm, I'm pretty sure that's Bachelor in Paradise, where they put them all on an island. Um, 
But is it like the Hunger Games or like in Catching Fire where they all have to fight? I mean, they they fight over getting the best dates and getting roses. I want violence. I don't I want. Well, one guy kind of roid raged last year, so <laughs> I think you get kicked off if you hit people, though. So. Is there a bachelor versus dancer requiem in the works where a bachelor faces <laughs> off with one of the Dancing with the Stars? You know, if I watch Dancing with the Stars, maybe that would be my podcast. Ooh, well, maybe you should. An underserved market, I doubt. <laughs> well, guys, to paraphrase Denzel Washington in Training Day, King Kong ain't got nothing on PNP. <laughs> yeah, that was forced. Wow. You want to try that again? Alec, you just lost five points uh, for the next pause. <laughs> next well, guys, thank you for listening. Sorry about that King Kong thing. <laughs> Phil, Geek, Becky, thank you for being on. Appreciate it once again. Thanks for having us. I'll right. speak for the group. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Much winner. appreciated. All right, FML, thanks for listening. See you next week.